Tonight is Rishchodesh Adar, and as we know, Mishanichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. Whereas Adar, as we get into Adar, Marbim Besimcha, we rejoice more. We find more reasons to be happy. It's a Mishnah actually, and the Mishnah says, "Kishem Shemishanichnas Av Mematam Besimcha." The same way that when Rishchodesh Av begins, we lessen our Simcha, like the nine days and everything that we do for the Charm Besimikdash. When Adar begins, we, we are more happy. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? The Gemara says, well, if you have a court case with a non-Jew, in Adar our mazel is very strong, our luck is very good, Jews are powerful, so that's a good time to push off your court case. Now that's not a way you make yourself more happy by having a court case. Probably give you a lot of Agabas Nefesh. It just means that since we're happy, we have a good mazel, that's a good time for a court case. But how are we more happy? What do we do to be more happy? It's very puzzling because in regard to Mishanichnas Av as far as how are you meant to be sad, how are you meant to be diminish your joy in Chaydish Av, Chazal made it very clear. There we have all the mitzvahs that we know about in Chaydish Av, how we diminish our simcha, what we don't do in order to diminish our simcha. So their Chazal were very clear and they spelled it all out and they told us the directions how to accomplish this missive. But on uh, Adar, no directions given. Misha Nichnas, Adar, Marbim Besimcha. They don't tell us how to do it, what to do. Why not? I saw Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlita was asked, how can we actually do something to keep this directive of, of the Gemara, of Misha Nichnas, Adar, Marbim Besimcha? And he responded that if you have a Siyam Mesechta to make, which is something he does quite often, uh, you know, then delay it till Rosh Chodesh Adar, and then you know, you'll have something to be happy about. So he says, what if you don't have a Siyam Mesechta to make? So he says that the stipler, his father, used to drink wine every Rosh Chodesh, which is interesting. He would drink wine every Rosh Chodesh. And then he says, but on Rosh Chodesh Adar, he drank more wine. So that's how you could do Mishanichnas Adam Arbim Besimcha. But it's, you know, obviously that's not something you're going to find a Gemara about. And it's kind of interesting, right? What is, um, what's the idea? So, <clears throat> there is another thing we used to do when we were, uh, as, as children, and I know people still do it, it's, it's something that's done in shuls, is to hang a sign, Mishanichnas Adam Arbim Besimcha sign. And it wasn't just done in people's homes, it was done in shuls as well. And some shuls in Bar Park, you'll still, you'll still see a nice big Mishanichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha sign. And I saw two explanations for this minik to hang the sign of Mishanichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. One reason is interesting, uh, is to actually use it to cover over the Amma al Amma, right? The, that, that, that Amma al Amma that we leave Zechel Lecharbon, that we don't paint in order to be Zechel Lecharbon, we cover it over in Adar. Because the Simcha of Purim transcends the Kharbin of the Beis HaMikdash, it envelops it. Which is an interesting topic and something to talk about, I've talked about it other years. But there's another reason. The other reason is because, actually, Mishanichnas Adamar Besimcha is not brought down in the, in the Paiskim. It's a Gemara, it's a Mishnah, Mishanichnas Av Mematem Besimcha, reducing Simcha and Av is mentioned in Halacha. But Mishanichnas Adamar Besimcha, the fact that you're supposed to be more joy, joyous, is not mentioned in Halacha. And Pretty much the reason is because there's no directions how to do it. So Shulchan Aruch is not going to tell you and not tell you what to do. So that's why it's not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch or in the Rambam. So that's why the meaning was to pick, put big signs that everybody should, don't forget, the Gemara wants you to be happier. But still, no one tells us how to do it. So I saw one say for this is an interesting thing. He says, 
Chazal told you exactly how to do that because being uh, sad is generally antithetical to Avedis Hashem. It doesn't help Avedis Hashem being sad. It's, it's, it's usually, it diminishes our ability to be uh, serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore Chazal actually de-alienated exactly how you should be sad. Do this, do that, and do the next thing, and that's it. That's how you should be sad. But when it came to be Marim B'Simcha, they didn't want to limit it at all. Be Marim B'Simcha in any way that you can, in every option that you have, in every, every opportunity that you have, grab to be more Simcha, be more joyous, which is a very nice idea. It's a very nice concept. In Sefer Karen Ladavid, just to give more of an understanding of what's going on here, the Sefer Chuvah's Karen Ladavid, a Chuvah Sefer written before the war, uh, he writes a beautiful remez. He says that you see in the Torah the concept of Mishanichnas Adam Aram B'Simcha. How? He says that in all of the Torah, it doesn't give an exact <clears throat> date when someone passed away. It doesn't tell us exactly when Sarah passed away, when Avram passed away, when Yitzchak, when Adam Rishon, nobody. The only exact date that's given when someone passed away was when Aaron Akayin passed away. When did Aaron Akayin pass away? The first day of Chaydish Av. It's a Pasuk in Pashas Masai. So the first day of Chaydish Av, the Torah defines this was the day Aaron Akayin passed away. Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, we know Zion Adar, right? But the Torah doesn't say. It doesn't even say it was an Adar. We have to use, uh, you know, we have to infer it from other Psukim. But the Torah doesn't say when he died. So the, the Sefer says, Karen Ladavid, he says that this is coming to teach you that, that Adar, Av is a sad time. So the Torah gave you that piece of information. You should know it's a sad time. This is when Aaron Akayin died. But Moshe Rabbeinu, he also died in Chaydesh Adar, but that's not mentioned to teach you that in Adar, actually, it's the opposite. Adar is a happy time. And this helps us understand a little bit of what's going on here, because the truth is, <clears throat> Haman also, we know, got confused about Chodesh Adar in that way, because he thought Chodesh Adar was a sad time, because Meshach Rabbeinu passed away. But the Gemara says he didn't realize that Adar is actually a, a happy time, because Meshach Rabbeinu was born then, which is interesting. So is it happy, or is it sad? That was the mistake that it seems Haman made. Haman thought it was sad and the ideal time to plot, to plot the destruction of the Jews, while in reality it's a chaydish asher nepach l'sasen. It's a chaydish that the whole chaydish is very happy time because Moshe Rabbeinu was born then. So what does this mean? So Sefer Kehelas Yitzchak says as follows. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu led Klai Yisrael through the Midbar. And he led Klai Yisrael through the Midbar with miracles, open miracles. There was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there was the Ten Makis, there was the Amur Esh, there was the Amur Anon, there was Kriyas Yamsuf. Miracle after miracle, open display of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence. There was the Be'er Mayim, water flowed from Iraq. There was the Mun that fell down from Shemayim. There was the Amudon that circled us and kept our clothes fresh and kept our shoes working. And there was just no moment in time in the Midbar that Hashem's presence wasn't openly seen and felt. But that all ended when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. That whole Hanhaga, that whole connection, that whole relationship that we had with Hashem in this open, miraculous way, ended when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. And in Haman's eyes, that means that the, destru- the death of Moshe Rabbeinu signified a termination of the relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had this open relationship with us, and when Moshe Rabbeinu died, it ended. There aren't any more open miracles in that level, in that extent, with that kind of uh, you know, continuity. And in his understanding, then this is the ideal time to plot the destruction of the Jews, which would require an open miracle to save them. And that's not going to happen, because Moshe Rabbeinu died in this month, and that ended. The relationship with the Kaddish Baruch was never the same since then. That was Muhammad's understanding. But the truth is, he 
didn't recognize the fact that it was also the month that Moshe Rabbeinu was born. Now, if you look about at Moshe Rabbeinu's birth, that was also miraculous. And many miracles revolved around his survival, but those were all hidden miracles. Moshe Rabbeinu was born two months early, so the Mitzrim didn't realize he was born. When they came around to check, when they calculated nine months, Miriam um, Yechaved put him into a Tevaz Goyma and put him into the, 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 into the Nile. And they didn't discover him. And then who discovers him? None other than Bas Paray. The daughter of Paray discovers him, saves him, and he's in the safest place he could possibly be in Mitzrayim. He's in the house of Paray himself, and he's raised by Paray. And then he gets, he's threatened by Paray, and he's again, he's miraculously saved again with a hidden miracle. So the whole beginning of Moshe Rabbeinu's life were all revolved around hidden miracles, not open miracles. And that's what Haman forgot, that the relationship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to us does not rely on open miracles. The relationship actually continues on beyond Moshe Rabbeinu's death with the same intensity, with the same closeness, with the same, the same connection, but just in a hidden, with hidden miracles as it did with the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's the joy of Chodesh Adar, what Chodesh Adar is about. <clears throat> the morale explains with a little bit more depth. He says, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu died and, and was born on the same day demonstrates that his death wasn't an end. His death was a hashlama, it was a perfection. He died and, and, and was born on the same day that made a complete item. When he, when he reached the last day of his life, he had fully perfected himself, and he had fully perfected his life's mission. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's life mission? To create that Shechina B'tachtainim, to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence down here among us in Klal Yisrael. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu gave his life for, and he completed that and perfected that. And though the miraculous aspect disappeared with his death, the connection remained in full forth full force. And that's the aspect of Simcha, of Adar, and the reason why Chazal couldn't de-alienate and describe how to have that Simcha. Because the Simcha is in everything that we have, in all the mitzvahs that we do, every time we perform a mitzvah, every a letter of Torah that we learn, every morsel of food that we eat, all the tremendous, beautiful Hatava, goodness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu pours in on our lives. In Adar, we have the ability to see past the outward Teva and recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in our life. That's the power, that's the inspiration, that's the, the, the Koyach that Adar gives us, is to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence here, the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu, not the death of Moshe Rabbeinu. And with seeing that, then with everything that we have, we're Marabim B'Simcham. It doesn't have to be related, it doesn't have to be specified, and it can't be specified. The job is on the contrary. Take everything that we have, look past the outwardly appearance of it, and understand and recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence giving us all those things. The connection that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with us, the love He shows for us when He gives us all the, 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 the bounty and blessing and bracha that we have in our homes. So that's why Mishinichnas Av that has to be de-alienated, that has to be specified, that has to be described. Mishinichnas Adam Marabim Simcha is a task we all have, which can't be, it can't be specified for every person and it can't be given instructions. It's here, you have it, we have it all. It's all in front of us. We have to look past it and understand it and recognize it. And that's how we can be, prepare ourselves for Purim by being marbin besimcha more and more with that recognition of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence among us. Have a good night and a good Shabbos.